a lot of times we don't recognize the stress in our body because we're constantly in motion. And we don't recognize that, hey, you know, my my skin is really dry. I'm really parched all the time. I'm always tired. Even when I sleep, I'm still tired the next day. I don't feel like I've gotten any rest because my brain doesn't shut off. All of those things are because you are not taking care of yourself emotionally. You're not taking care of yourself mentally. You're not taking care of yourself physically. So there has to be a point where you stop. Hey, I'm your host, Ronya Sakata, queen of joy. That's how my friends call me, talking to you from Zurich, Switzerland. I want to make this world more joyful and playful and colorful because we don't have a guarantee for tomorrow. So let's enjoy today. Will you join me? I'm all in. I founded the Joy Academy for exactly that reason and on the Let's Create Joy podcast we talk visions, dreams, self-care, habits, challenges, creating joy and much more in motivational solo episodes at the beginning of the month and inspiring talks with my wonderful guests. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at joyismycompass for getting fun and tangible daily inspiration for our monthly topic. You make the difference and you are the most important person in your life. Yes, we can live our best lives right now while we have our big vision in our head and heart. Let's dive right in. Enjoy! Welcome Sharita Marshall to the Let's Create Joy podcast. I'm so honored that you are here and we just thought we're matching today. How how perfect. We're both in yellow if you are listening. And we start off like always. Who are you? What do you do? And how do you create joy in your everyday life? And what brings you joy? These are the questions and the stage is yours. Okay. So many questions at once. So if I ask you to say the next question, um, please know that I'm trying to be present. So um, my name again, my name is Sharita Marshall. I am owner of Her Divine Alchemy, which is a wellness products that are infused with CBD, as well as I am a personal development strategist where I help women to create the pathway to their intrinsic self or AKA their anchor or center. So for me, the way that I create joy is finding things that give me joy, finding things that give me peace and sticking with those things and then losing things that don't give me joy and be willing to walk away from things that don't give me joy because I want to live a joyful life. I deserve to live a joyful life. So um, for me, those things are so important. So that's really where I, I wake up and I'm like, okay, today is going to be a great day full of miracles and wonders. I just have to be open to them. So you are really getting up intentionally and setting these affirmations. That's one anchor you are just using right away when you wake up or how do you do that? I mean, it sounds so easy, you know, and, and when you talk, it's like, yes, she's doing it, obviously. And then I imagine people getting kind of jealous, like, ah, oh, this is not so easy. Life is hard. And, and where is joy? So, so I want to inspire people with these conversation and really just pick your brain and, and get your tricks, you know? So if you yeah. want to go more in detail, like how you, how you um, create your day and really bring joy into it intentionally, please, whatever you are okay. willing to share. Yes. Well, I want to start with the caveat. Like this was not always me. Like this is not always me. And it's not every day that I wake up like, yay, great. Some days I wake up like, okay, okay. <laughs> but it's like, I have to talk myself into like, this is going to be, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Like those are those days. So, um, I want to dispel the myth that love and light all the time is the way to go and way to be. Absolutely not. I think that is so toxic. I think people need to give themselves space and grace to feel whatever they feel, be it good or bad, be it up, down, sad, sideways. However, if you don't acknowledge those feelings and you try to force a good day, your day is going to be horrible. And it's like and so just, fake. You can tell like, oh, I'm fine. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, it's you're like not. It's fine and everything's fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, and sometimes we say that because we're talking to people that 
probably don't really care. They're just saying it to be nice. So yeah, there are going to be times when you say it, but don't mean it. But um, one of the things that I have learned through therapy, and I am a strong advocate of therapy, um, is to one, acknowledge how I feel and start asking myself really questions about why I'm feeling that way and being honest with myself. Because even if I can't be honest with anyone else, I have to be honest with myself. I can't lie to myself um, because that just, it, it, for me, it destroys who I am. So I have to at least be honest with myself. So for me, um, it all started when I was started going to therapy and really being honest with, you know, how I was feeling, what I had gone through, you know, the traumas that I've gone through, the highs, lows, ups and downs, how they got me to that point where I felt so disconnected from myself, where I was just like, I am doing and being everything to everyone but me. And it is exhausting and I don't want to do it anymore, but I don't know how to stop. Um, so the first thing was just recognizing that that was my issue was that there were so many pieces of me floating around the world that I had nothing left for myself. And I had to start stealing back those pieces. And one of the pieces that I had to start stealing back was the amount of myself that I gave to my daughter where I would just give everything to her and always be there for her. And then I would have nothing for myself. And don't get me wrong, there were times where she needed that. But then it was like, how do I balance it for myself? How do I still pour into myself? Because I'm like, you can't pour from an empty cup. I need things too. I, I need to be validated. I need to feel loved. I need, like, I need all these things. Um, so I learned to reserve a certain amount just for myself that I don't give away to anyone, not my daughter, not my friends, not my family, not, not work, nothing. It is just solely for me. And, um, it's been a process. It's not something where I woke up and was like, this is what I'm going to do. No. Um, it was just, I had to really sit down and, and find my anchor, find that part of me that I was not willing to let belong to anyone else, but me, that part of me that has joy in, you know, scaring my child because she's quiet and I'll just run and sneak up on her and scare her because I think it's funny. <laughs> like, that's me. That's solely for me. It's not for her. Probably traumatizes her a little bit, but I don't care because I think it's funny. <laughs> my husband does this all the time and I'm the perfect victim. I'm so easy, scareable. And, but it makes our days fun. It's just, it's right. just, yes, it is. Yeah. So, so it's those little things that if it doesn't make sense to anyone else, but you, take that and own it and keep it for yourself because that that's that's your center that's the intrinsic part of you that is only you that no one else can take away so I started doing little things like that and then um I started resting a lot even in the guilt of resting I I made it a point to rest where I was like I really I don't want to do anything today I don't want to cook I don't want to clean I don't want to work I just want to sit in bed and binge watch movies that make absolutely no sense. I want to binge watch, binge watch <laughs> sci-fi and horror movies that are just not good psychologically, but I don't care. I want to watch these things. And I would do, I started doing it, but then I would stop because I felt guilty. Like I have stuff to do. I need to take care of my child. I need to work. I need to do this marketing. I need to do content. But then it was just like, I heard someone say such a profound um, advice that I was just like, yes, they say rest is productive rest is productive. And so ever since I heard that, I just held on to it. I was like, you know what? This is me being productive by resting. This is me recharging everything that I need, letting my brain go completely just silent and numb watching something where I know the ending of this movie, but I'm just going to watch it anyway, because I don't have to think. I don't have to, I'm not the producer. I'm not the director. I'm not the actor. I don't have to do anything, but watch it and then be mad because I'm like, it should have ended this way. And just because you want to watch it, you know, I, I just love this permission. Um, those are just this. things that um, just kept me grounded in me. Yes, you have to give yourself permission. And you have and this to. Is, I think especially for women and then especially for mothers. Why is this so hard? I mean, you are in the States. I'm in Switzerland. It's the same like, ooh, you should better be productive all the time. Is it something we can teach our daughters to not do? What do you yes. think? Yes. Yep. Because it's, it's, for my perspective, I believe it's steeped in patriarchy. 
in capitalism. That's my belief. Always working, always doing, having to be a producer of something. I believe it's steeped in capitalism where human beings are just looked at producers of an output and that output has to be a value. Otherwise, what's the point of you existing? So that's what I believed in. And then patriarchy just says that, you know, you as a woman aren't capable of doing everything, but you must be everything, which I don't understand, but that's just the way patriarchy is. So um, for me, yes, it's important that I teach that, like I teach my daughter, the first thing I teach her is body autonomy. Like your body belongs to you and no one else. And you don't have to give away your body for anybody's benefit or joy if you don't want to. So even me, it's like, if she doesn't feel like giving me a hug or a kiss, I don't force it. That does, if she doesn't want to be touched, I don't force it. If anyone else in our family is like, oh, well, can I have a hug? And she's like, no. And they're like, oh, she told me no. Yeah, I know. I told her to tell you no. If she doesn't want to, she doesn't have to. Um, so that was but something that I was- This is so thinking. inspiring for this other person who is just- like a little bit like what but but it will stick you know it will stay yes. in this person's mind like oh wow if she can say no maybe I can say no when I don't want you you know it's it's this upsetting being being able or or um strong enough to upset other people can be so up inspiring for the other person even though in this moment it's like ooh, a little hard or or just it needs energy to put your boundaries in place but if, I think it's so important I I'm always amazed by this hugging culture of the states I love hugging so I'm like in paradise but forcing child I think that's really not good for all the development like in the future yeah because that that's a physical boundary that you're saying they can't have and if yes. they can't have a physical boundary then how can they have an emotional or mental boundary if they can't even have a physical boundary with people yes. so um so for me i feel like that's teaching her you can have a physical boundary and then you can have an emotional boundary and you can have a uh, you know a mental boundary so you can create boundaries and um that's the most important thing that i feel like i'm teaching her is to create boundaries and Stand on those boundaries. And if people are not willing to respect them, then you need to get away from whoever that is, point blank. Because if they are not respecting your boundaries, then, you know, there could be other things in your life that they're not going to respect. And then that comes where, you know, we as women start having, you know, we start compromising a little bit. It's like, okay, well, that's fine. That's okay. You don't really want that, but you compromise. And then after a certain point in time, you look at those small compromises and realize those are big sacrifices of yourself that you've given away. And you're like, I, well, how did I get here? How, how then, did I get to this point? And then in contrary, I think strong boundaries, some people are like, ooh, your boundaries, but within your boundaries, you can have such a joyful life. And that's what I see in you. Like you say no to a big chunk of things, but then you can say yes full-heartedly, wholeheartedly within like your playground you've created because you said, no, 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 no. And then, and then you can f fill your cup and, and enjoy life. Right. Yeah. Because I can be my authentic self. I don't have to be what other people feel comfortable with me being because it's not, I don't live my, let us say, I've learned not to live my life to make other people comfortable with my existence. That's no way to live. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that out of necessity because of their circumstance. And a lot of people do that out of habit because they've been to it and conditioned to that. And I say, not for nothing, you know, you can bleep this out, fuck that. <laughs> like, I don't want to live for your comfort. I want to live for myself and my joy because I exist. I don't exist for other people's pleasures, entertainment, and joy. I exist for my own. And I have to stand because, you know, I don't know how long I have to exist on this earth. And then when I get ready to go, am I going to be looked like, oh my gosh, I was just everything for everyone. And I made people so comfortable in my existence and I was miserable the whole time. And I never did anything for myself and I never lived my life out loud. And so many people have gone from this plane with that, where they just lived for other people and just live an existence that was not their own. And I think that is just the saddest way to have lived a life.
And it's so unfortunate. And I don't want to perpetuate that for my daughter. And I don't want to perpetuate that for any woman that I come in contact with specifically. Like, um, I think it is so much, so much on the onus is so much on women to make men comfortable in this world from politics to how we dress, what we say is all for someone else's benefit, particularly men. And I don't believe that that should be the case. And that's why you do things differently. And that's yes. so powerful, right? <laughs> yes. So, so tell all the listeners and the watchers and me, how do you bring these women who work with you to their, what did you say? The alchemy brings them to their essence or what? I, I don't remember your beautiful tagline. <laughs> So I help them create a pathway to their anchor, their center, their intrinsic self, that self that belongs to no one else but them. Um, I believe that every one of us has an intrinsic self. We were born with it, but from societal conditions, from, you know, childhood conditions, we have, you know, given versions of ourselves to people in order for our own psychological safety, our own physical safety. Um, and then we forgot who we really are intrinsically. And that kind of lets us float in life in such a way, but not have a fulfilled life for ourselves. Um, so the way that I work, particularly with women, is that um, I work with you for six months and we essentially get to hey, what, what's, what's the issue that you're really dealing with? Is it that you don't really feel connected to who you are from either, you know, birthing a child, having a new job, or just existing in the world that you exist in? And um, do you know who you are intrinsically that does not belong to anyone else, that is not a mother, that is not a sister, a wife, a friend, or anything else? Like, for instance, I would say, who is Rhonda? outside of everyone else and anything else, who is Rania? Who is she? And then, you know, once you give me that definition, I'll ask you, do you live that every day? Do you feel her every day? Or do you kind of go to her when you have time? Or do you let her come out and play whenever it's convenient and easy for you to do so? Um, so I'm we just start down. I'm happy to think of like, ooh, I'm a magician. I'm an inspirer. Yes, I do that. I just had a beautiful walk just through the most normal, you know, neighborhoods to go to the station to get a ticket for a friend of Mika. And I was just like, let's walk because I have to move my body more. I want to, not I have to. And, and it was just a very playful, like walk without any, you know, purpose or, or just, just, I was just me. It was so much fun. And yeah, and that's your question. This is so helpful. I mean, we will create quotes from this talk and this is gold, you know, that's really yeah. like, are you every day in contact with, with this? Yeah. Because every time say? I is it a person or a, a part of you or you as it's, it's, it's you, it is, it is intrinsically you. It is that you that again was the part, it was the you that you were when you were first born that did not belong to anything or anyone but you. That is who you are. But when we go through life, our definition of ourselves always ends up being external where I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a business owner, I'm a this, I'm a that. You're everything to everyone and everything else but yourself. And you just need to remember how to get back to yourself. So when you're no longer a mother, you're no longer a wife, you're no longer a businesswoman, who are you? How do you get there? How do you center yourself when the life is coming at you, when the world is in complete chaos? How do you go back to you without feeling so lost and so disconnected from yourself? Because at the end of the day, that is the person that's going to save you from the chaos. No one else can save you from the chaos but yourself. So you have to be able to get to her. You have to be able to get to her, know her, love her, cherish her, and have her as a priority. Not just come out when you have time, not just come out when it's convenient, but allow her to exist within your world. And I promise you, she will be the one to create your boundaries because she will protect herself at all times. She will. So you and just have to allow exist, her to exist more fully in you. It's not only existing, it's it's thriving, right? That's yes. that's the goal. Like, ooh, I'm, yes. I'm flying. She is the thriving part of you because no one else, no one can take anything from her. No one can take anything from her. No one can change who she is. She is the thriving part of you that um, you always wanted to be and always wanted to exist. But, you know, 
life happens and you feel like you can't because you have these obligations, you have these responsibilities, but she's always there. And you just have to remember how to get back to her. And that's that's where I hope you create that pathway to get back to her so that, you know, you know, she's there. She's there to help you thrive and live a wonderful life that is full of joy, no matter what. Not that you can't feel anything else or feel it like feel sad, feel, you know, mad, angry, jealous, everything. But she is always there to show you a way to live within that life and not be stuck within that perpetual sadness, not be stuck in that could have, would have, should have. She's there to tell you, you know what, that didn't work out, but we can do something else. That didn't last, but we can do something else. And it is always going to be okay because she's there for you. So that's, that's what I help women to do because in my own journey and finding myself and finding that part of me that I refuse to give up, I was just like, this is great. Like, this is wonderful. And, and getting into the habit of saying no and using it as a complete sentence and being okay with whatever outcome that comes of it, because I am choosing me, the outcomes have been great. Whenever I choose me, the outcomes are great. And I know people are like, well, you know, that's selfish. And it's like, yeah, it, it actually is. But if I fall apart, none of this works. If and I'm you know, when, when you say no, I, I do that in the Choi Academy too, to teach people just to learn how to say no when you mean no and to say yes when you mean yes. And life is so much easier. And people around you, learn that they can trust your yes and they can trust your no you know they can ask you something I learned that from my mother I think she is so clear and that's why I can ask her or when Mika was little I could ask her anytime like would you babysit next week and I know or I knew she would say no if she doesn't want to so I can ask you know I otherwise I'm having this loop in my head. Oh, she would say yes, even though she wouldn't want to. And that would be upsetting or too much for her. And then I should not ask. And it's so complicated if you yes. can't trust a person to say nope or yes. And yeah, I really like how this is so inspiring. Also for my clients, one time I had a coaching on Mika's birthday and she saw on Instagram that it's Mika's birthday. And she was thinking like, oh, I should ask Ronnie if she wants to move the coaching to another day because Mika's birthday. Oh no, she agreed to that coaching appointment. So that's why she, she might be, or she is apparently okay with that date. So I don't have to make this complicated loop in my mind. And then she, 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 we had a good time together and she told me that story. And that made me so happy because we should stop to say yes when we don't want to. And the other way around. Yeah. Also with the no, it's maybe it makes things easier for 10 seconds. If you say yes, when you mean no, but after that, you have to fulfill on your promise of yes, even though you don't want to. And that's just not fun. Just not working for me. So I'm really, I, I hear you and I say, yes, 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 yes. To all of that. It's, Yes. so important and it's Absolutely. again a, a permission right it's a permission to be you a permission to say no and then you can say yes to the things you really want to do because life or the day is short we can't do everything even though like I don't know how old is your daughter she's nine okay so like school asking for I don't know if you have that too like we need cakes for the school party like I'm like oh I don't like baking I don't like to do this so I'm not volunteering I can do other things but not that no cakes for me otherwise I'm grumpy while baking like ah! yes and some other people are like in heaven while doing this cake so yeah I love that oh yeah and it's 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 um, the same for me. Um, so my daughter is in track and so they need parent volunteers. And there's sometimes where I do it and then sometimes where I don't do it. And they'll be like, do we have any volunteers? And I'm like, okay, I'll be honest. No, for me, because I don't want to. And I'm like, I'm the only person that says no to them and says the reason why. It's like, no, because I really don't want to. I really don't feel like sitting out there. So it's going to be a no today. 
but maybe that'll change tomorrow. But right now there's no. So they know, like, if I say no, I'm saying no, because I genuinely don't want to do it. And so they just kind of just like, okay, well, she doesn't want to do it. So they, they trust that my no isn't like, uh, or I do something and it's because I don't want to do it. They'll know if I say no, like Sharita just doesn't want to do it. So there's that. And you know, there is so so much culture behind that. Like I saw a TikTok of a really cool couple I admire, but then she was like in bed eating ice cream and and her husband was playing that he was at the family reunion and lying that she was sick in bed and I'm not sick, I'm eating ice cream. I just watched Netflix and I was like, this is just a message I don't like. Just tell them yeah. I'm not coming, please don't show this off like it's a fun thing to do it's just not helpful for anybody I think yeah and I actually have a family member like that where she really didn't come to any of our events and everybody was like why did she come I said she probably doesn't like us so that's why she doesn't come and I'm like oh my god I'm like she doesn't have to like us because she married the family like like, like if she doesn't like us enough to be around us then why can't we be okay not having someone around us that doesn't like us? I would rather her not come because she yes. doesn't like us than her yes. come and not like us and just be miserable. And I can feel her miserable energy. Like, don't come. It's okay. And how is this message landing when you tell women or your clients that this is okay? This is like from another universe. If you are trained since you are a little child that you have to do things because Family is the most important. I had another TikTok I saw where, where he taught his son that I'm just going because your mother is so happy when I'm coming to this like animal park or something. I like, why are you teaching? It's just, it's not right for me. If you love this person, do things together. You know, sometimes compromises are okay, but most of the time, no. And I learned that from my husband. He's Japanese. He's so clear and so like he's not coming if he doesn't want to he's coming if he wants to like oh it's so yeah and and I think that that's that's something that's real and for me it's always I think there should be an initial compromise like if you know my my partner's like I don't want to do that and I'm like okay well can you just come with me this one time see how you feel and then if they're like oh you know what I really hated that and I don't ever do it again it's like okay fine we'll find something else to do together but to constantly force that person to really do something that they genuinely don't want to do. Um, for me, I think that's really wrong to inflict that on someone else. And then to have them have the guilt of, well, it makes you happy. So I'll suck it up. I don't, I don't think that's fair. I really don't because your happiness and your joy should be your own and not because someone else is doing something like you should genuinely have it on your own. So I, I get it, but I think it's like, Hey, compromise to see, let me try it. And then if it's like, absolutely not then that's fine um but after that no though I don't I don't agree with that because you're stealing someone else's joy just for your own and I, I don't agree with that spouse child friend whatever I don't think that's fair and how do you teach that somebody who is hearing that permission again for the first time like <gasps> I can't do that Charita no so how do you train somebody like it's, okay. it's it is actually it is rewiring your brain to allow for it starts with allowing for grace and space for yourself you have to allow that um nothing else can come from that until that happens if you don't allow yourself space to feel however you need to feel then it won't work because you're not being honest with yourself allowance is honesty um, and I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to really explain it other than that, but allowance is honesty and you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with what you want, what you don't want, what you're willing to allow, what you're willing to not allow. And I always ask them, like, are you willing to not allow happiness, consistent happiness and joy in your life? Are you willing to not allow that to be? Most people will say no. But then if I say, are you willing to allow for grace and space for yourself. Most people are like, hmm, are you not willing to give yourself the benefit of the doubt? Most people looking at it from, you. sometimes I have to start with, are you not willing to allow this for you? And then there's a, well, no, I want that. And then you have to turn it. Okay, well, then you need to allow this. 
Um, Because most people don't recognize that they don't allow space and grace in their life. They don't recognize it. They just think that, you know, oh, well, I just do this and I just do that and I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm like, well, okay, well, all the things you're saying you can't do means that you're not allowing these things in your life. And when I frame it like that, they're like, oh, yeah, and I don't want to do that. So um, it really comes from there and it comes with an honesty. And then it comes of if you don't do this, then what? If you don't make this change, how is your life going to be impacted? If you don't stop allowing or not allowing grace in your life, how will that be impacted? If you don't reclaim all the pieces of yourself that exist for everything and everyone else, how can you live a fully fulfilled life? And being honest and about say, what I like. can't do that. It's easy. I can't do that. So I don't do it. But then if you say, okay, I could do that, then the question appears like, do I want to do that? Then it's like a choosing another, like, oh, I can't do that. So it's off the table. Like this choosing part, like I want that. And that's again, allowing even just a thought, if it's something you think you will never achieve this or, or it's not possible, but I want that. I have this wish in me or this dream. So let it grow and, and, and allow it to, to be there. And whatever appears or happens the next step, you don't know. But just the starting point is this seed. Don't kill the seed before it even grew a little bit. Just, just yeah. Yeah. And then it's always the question. And then I always ask the question too, like, what's the worst thing that can happen if you decide to put yourself first. If you decide to center yourself more in your life, what is the worst thing that can happen? And, and what is the answer? It, it varies. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, my children are going to be unhappy. My husband might be unhappy. My friends might be unhappy. My work might be unhappy. And I'm like, okay, you said how everyone else is going to feel. So the worst thing that can happen is everyone else is unhappy. Are you unhappy? Well, yeah, because everyone else is unhappy. So you're unhappy because everyone else is feeling unhappy. So your feelings are predicated on how everyone else feels. And they're like, oh, well, maybe my life shouldn't be like that. Maybe my, maybe how I feel shouldn't be dictated by other people. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that leads to them thinking like, I always, like I said in the beginning, I'm a proponent for therapy. So sometimes that does lead them to be like, you know, maybe I need to go and talk to someone about, you know, how, how I feel, how I let other people's emotions and feelings dictate my emotions and feelings. And that's perfectly fine. I encourage that because, you know, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I do feel like I get you to the point where you understand what is stopping you from being that joy and that center in your life. And especially if it's other people, then that's something that you need to work through because other people's emotions should never dictate your emotions. Like, yeah, you can get angry and upset and sad, but if someone else is unhappy over a choice that you made for your own happiness, then there needs, you need to figure out why that's more important than your own happiness. Don't you think I'm a, I'm not a licensed therapist too. So don't you think sometimes I'm a little proud of that? You know, I ask different questions. I'm not tied to this profession, which has certain rules. I mean, it's always like my client is the most important and I, I, I really work gently and, and, but sometimes it's just so different that they're like, wow, this is, this is good. This brings me ahead. Like just talking about my problems feels like a, a hamster wheel sometimes. Couldn't it be you helping them or you just feel like this is not my, not, this is, I don't know, too heavy for my plate or not my business anymore. And then you send them to somebody else or do they decide no. that? Because I would prefer you. <laughs> yeah. No. Every so time over a, like somebody with a, with a yeah, paper. So it's, it's a thing where I, it's not like I will stop working with you. Um, but sometimes in asking these questions and getting these answers, there's some underlining trauma needs to be handled by a professional. And I would just be there to support you while you're working with that. It's not like I will stop working with you and say, okay, we have to stop this. You go to a therapist, you come back. It would just be, 
you know, me supporting you as you're working through these things, because one of the things that I, I do tell people a lot is like, when you start doing work, when you start doing inner work, when you, what some people call shadow work, when you start doing that and there are traumas that come up, it's really important that you have, um, what I feel either is a trauma therapist or someone who is a licensed therapist to help you through that. Because I don't, I don't think you should put that trauma on your friends. Um, yes, I can help you to a certain extent, but I will always suggest in concurrency with working with me, if there are traumatic things that are coming up for you to go to a licensed therapist to talk through those, because there could be a lot more things, underlining things that you really need to work through, um, that I feel like a licensed therapist can help you work through those and process those emotions, um, and process those feelings. Because again, when you go through life and you have lived in a way that has been repressed, like a lot of women, um, when you've experienced trauma that your brain has repressed to protect you, like a lot of women, um, when you live in society where one in four women have been, have had some sort of sexual trauma, myself included, things come up when you prioritize yourself. Things come up when you say no. Things come up when you set boundaries. Things come up when you decide that you are your own joy. So in that, um, sometimes things are really traumatic. Sometimes things come up that you didn't know existed because they were so deeply repressed within you. And sometimes there are boundaries that you need to set with other people and you don't necessarily know how. And that might, it might look like family therapy where, you know, your whole family is in there because you like, you know what, my family is chaotic and I need this to be a boundary that is set. So um, for me, I think that, you know, I am always here to support my clients and I want the best for them. And I will always help them with the tools and resources that they need. And I just know where my limitations are, but I will always be there with, you know, the support. And I'm like, make sure you tell your therapist that you're doing this and we're working through this as well, just to make sure that, um, their mental health and their well-being comes first. Um, so that's that's my stance on it. Yeah, that's so true. Like know your limitations. And it's always also like it brings me joy to work. Like, yeah, the trauma is 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 so dark and really a different a different construction site where I'm not it's it's not bringing me joy to work there. I need mm -hmm. somebody else doing that. That's so true. And then you can do the, the joyful things on top. And that doesn't mean like joyful, joyful, like this, like anchors yeah. and working through your feelings without or with the trauma being solved or, or um, taken care of. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just, it's just pushing it away again. And that's not helpful at all. Like, Right. And then sometimes the trauma doesn't get necessarily resolved, but there's an acknowledgement that it's there. And sometimes that's enough for people that they know that there's this trauma that happened and they recognize that they're triggers from that trauma that when they experience, this could possibly be the outcome. Um, and they learn how to maneuver their life around that. And that in of itself is joy because you have control over it now. It doesn't control you anymore without either you recognizing it or owning it. So just in understanding your trauma, your triggers, that in and of itself is complete empowerment because now you have power over that and you can dictate how you react to that and to life situations that trigger you. And how do you use your products for helping? Like, how do you infuse that? Is everybody open? I mean, I didn't know what CBD was as a term, you know, but of course I know the term and the term and uh, word for that. So I had to just learn about that. And, and could you just, if, if somebody is just totally new, like having a little introduction and also the benefits and how you work with that. Okay. Um, so, oh, one of the other products that I have when I work with my clients, I have a journal that um, I have you work with um, during, cause we meet twice a month. So in between those meetings, I have you journal, you know, what's coming up when you're doing your work. Um, for me, 
you actually writing it out is cathartic and it gives a lot more imprint on your brain when you actually use pen to paper. So I do have a journal that I, I give to my clients that work with me. And then for my wellness products, I have um, massage oils. I have a pain relief balm. I have a CBD tincture as well as a personal lubricant. So my products are made by hand. I make my products. I know the grower of the CBD tincture and really what CBD does is that um, it has a lot of health benefits, but one of them is to help um, relieve um, pain as well as anxiety. So the way that I infuse it into my products is that for the massage oils, I use essential oils as well as the CBD. So when you use it, scent is the closest sense tied to memory. So when you're doing your work and, and you're centering yourself, I, I tell you, you know, put some of the massage oil in your hands, you know, take it in, take the scent in, you know, think about who you are, what you want, those boundaries, the life that you deserve. And then every time you kind of drift from that, when you do put the massage oil, that scent will take you right back to that feeling and that emotion and scent gets you there. The quick, like it could be a song, it can be scent, but typically if you don't have any music or anything that you like, scent will really get you back to that. Cause like a lot of people like, Oh, I love, you know, the smell of pie or bake, you know, baked goods, because it takes me back to my grandmother. Like that's, that's what scent does to you. So um, that's why I really heavily infuse the massage oils with, with the scent, um, with the tincture. Again, that's for um, internal use. So it can help you relax, calm you, kind of get you to a place where you can start to center yourself. The pain relief balm is a topical pain relief balm. It'll help, you know, if you have some, some soreness, some muscles, you know, cause sometimes things come out um, physically when we're, we're experiencing things. So that does help. And then for the personal lubricant, I believe every woman should have orgasmic orgasms all the time. And my personal lubricant will make sure that you have that be it with a partner by yourself. <laughs> so um, I, I really think that your, you, your physical body is the physical manifestation of who you are. So, you know, as best you can always, always, always take care of yourself um, and never neglect yourself physically or emotionally. So that's the physical products is the physical portion of support that I can um, help you with. But CBD is a really good, um, really good herb, very misunderstood. People use it where I feel incorrectly because it's not regulated. So people put it in things that is really not beneficial for. Um, so I always tell people like, if you don't buy CBD or don't buy CBD, my CBD products, you know, make sure you know where the CBD is coming from. I wouldn't suggest you get it from a gas station because like they're, they're getting some mass produced stuff. It could have CBD in it. It could not, who knows? They could just slap a label on it. So make sure you know where you're getting it from. Make sure you know the doses in it. Make sure you know the other ingredients in it as well. Um, if you're taking it internally, make sure that there is, um, a way for you to look at the lab results to see what's in it because you want to make sure you one know it's CBD. You want to make sure you know the um, the dosage of it, and then you want to know where it came from, so that if anything happens and you have a reaction to it, God forbid, you know you can you know go back to like, well, this is what I got. Um, so just be an advocate for yourself when you're going to make these purchases, um, either online or on the store. Ask the right questions. Look for documentation. Um, if you feel like, eh, I don't think so, then don't buy it. Just, just, just go to Sharita and buy it. Yeah, like, right? yeah. Like, yeah just, let's say yeah, it out if, loud. It's just a fact. I mean, yeah, come to me. Like, and then if you have any questions, like come to me and I'll answer questions. If you're like, well, I don't know how much I should take and do that. Like I've done my research. I am certified in CBD. I'm certified in the in cannabis. Um, so I can answer a lot of questions that you may have if you just want to know before you try it out or if you just have any general questions just come to me and I'll answer those and I do have them on my website too I use I have some frequently asked questions so you can go to my website and check that out too no oh, perfect do you start sometimes when you just feel like this is the best or the better starting point do you start with your clients like first just taking care of the outside like the body or are you always starting inside because sometimes I think it's easier to 
take care of your physical. Yeah, I'll always my <laughs> so a question I always ask because I ask myself is when when was the last yeah, I, I think the physical and mental go together. So I'll always ask, and this is what I ask myself too, is like, when was the last time you drank some water? And when was the last time you took a nap? Because I, I run into so many people that don't sleep or don't rest. And then they're dehydrated too. So when was the last time you drank some water? When was the last time you took a nap? And then for the most part, sometimes people are like, oh, I drank some water yesterday or this morning, or I don't <laughs> like water. And then when I ask about a nap, they're like, nap, I don't nap. You should be taking a nap. You should, even if it's just you spending five minutes, five or 10 minutes with your eyes closed, just being still every day, you should just get to that point of, of centering yourself. So, because a lot of times we don't recognize the stress in our body because we're constantly in motion and we don't recognize that, Hey, you know, my, my skin is really dry. I'm really parched all the time. I'm always tired. Even when I sleep, I'm still tired the next day. I don't feel like I've gotten any rest because my brain doesn't shut off. All of those things are because you are not taking care of yourself emotionally. You're not taking care of yourself mentally. You're not taking care of yourself physically. So there has to be a point where you stop and just stop and rest is productive. So then we move uh, on to that and, and knowing that, yes, your rest is productive. So you need to rest. Um, but yeah, it, it go it goes hand in hand. But a lot of times, um, your physical ailments are from emotional instability. So you you always start holistically and not like okay, let's get the hydration straight, then this and this and this, and then we go because I mean people are ready to work with you when they 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 come to you, right? But even though it's like, oh yeah, lotion and, and some pain relief there where it's pain, that's just the easy to do. And, but then going inwards is like, oh, that's scary. Or, or are they as ready as they need to be that it's not scary? Um, they think they are, but then when I start asking those questions and they're like, oh crap. <laughs> and it's like, oh crap. It's like, but, it, but it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it's okay because um, sometimes you have to do it afraid. If you wait to not be in fear to do a lot of things in life, then you won't do them because it's a discomfort. And there are so many great things on the other side of comfort. So if you're not willing to be uncomfortable with me, then I'm not the person for you to work with because I'm going to make you uncomfortable. But the other side of that discomfort is your greatness. And you have to be willing to allow for that discomfort. Yeah. But yes, when you during, work with me, during triggering me, you are very kind to me, right? So that's that's helpful. <laughs> yes, yeah. but when we meet, I'm gonna tell you, like, do you have water? You have to have water when when we have our sessions. Like, if you don't remember to drink water any other time, I will force you to drink water when we have our sessions. Because we're like, where's your water at? Okay, making sure you're drinking, and then we're always going to either um at the beginning of the end just take a few minutes just to close our eyes just breathe just center and feel our bodies feel you know whatever's going on if we're feeling any anxiety or anything within ourselves um just taking a moment to acknowledge that and breathe through it um so we're always going to have that in our sessions and sometimes you just might get a boxer message from me asking you are you breathing because we hold our breaths a lot and it was like oh my god am i breathing no i'm not okay yeah <laughs> And, you know, I, I listened to a podcast like the day before yesterday and the amygdala, the, the center in the brain where um, like it's such a, an instinct driven place in our brain. And if you, we are in stress mode, it's always telling like, ooh, adrenaline and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's dangerous around here. We have to take care of that. So the stress is, is high. But only with a few slow breaths, the amygdala is not so smart. So if you are slowly breathing, it's like, oh, danger is gone. And then everything calms down. I just, I mean, I love slow breathing and taking that time. But it was like, oh, wow, that's such a cool information to know about. That's why this feels so good. Like deep breath closing the eye if you are comfortable with that and then like oh it feels so much better already and that's so cool during the day it is and it's just 
it's, it's really weird when you recognize that you're holding your breath because you don't think so. You're like, I'm breathing. My body needs oxygen. I wouldn't stop them, but you're literally holding your breath. And sometimes you'll do it for like five, 10 seconds and you don't recognize it because, you know, after that you start, you know, breathing again, but a lot of times you're holding your breath throughout the day. And that of course kind of puts you back into that fight or flight because your body's like, we're not breathing. Okay, what's happening? We're in danger. And so you have to kind of get yourself to like, I'm safe. Nothing's trying to eat me. Like, you know, there are no dinosaurs right now yet, unless they keep messing with stuff. <laughs> and then we are also sucking in our tummy because they have it has to look flat. That's such a yes. A stupid thing too and and then you you just start to breathe up here and and not down into the belly because if you breathe deeply it comes out and goes in that's just the natural way of breathing yeah and then we're wearing uncomfortable clothes that don't really allow for us to breathe too and it's just like people are like i don't understand why everybody likes to wear the yoga pants i'm like because they're comfortable like let people be comfortable so what? Like, just let me, let people breathe and be comfortable in their clothes. If they just want to walk around in moo moos, God bless you. You're comfortable. You you look great. Like you like um, oh, who's the name uh, from Gilligan's Island? Um, the lady from Gilligan's Island that she wore a moo moo on the island. Like just just wear a moo moo. Sorry. Yeah, and I can decide myself, and I don't have to dress up for anybody. I like. To know after you've done all this work, you can just wear whatever you want because you want to put makeup on because you want to, or today I don't want to. And it's so freeing. Like I'm not, I'm not dressing up for anybody today, just for me. And that's why I, yeah. I find LinkedIn and that's, so that's, funny, that's you know? On, on LinkedIn, yeah, LinkedIn it's like, come on, people, you're penguins all over the place. Can you just wear something you want to wear? But yeah, this I think this will change soon, sooner than later. All these men with suits are yeah. like, oh, you're so cute. You should do some inner work too. Yes, that that is that is the goal and that is the hope. And um, the the outcomes that I always have for my clients is that after you spend, you know, those six months with me, you you know who you are intrinsically. You have your center. You have that anchor that you know when life happens that you you can go back to her. And then even when life is just calm and peaceful you can be calm and peaceful. You can be joyous. You can do things that you're like, oh well, I'm too old to do that. No, you're not. I'm too young to do that. No, you're not. Or I'm too this or I'm no, no, you deserve everything that you could possibly imagine and more out of life because you exist. That's it. That's the only reason why you deserve it is your mere existence. So when you're done working with me, you know that that is your truth. So beautiful and so powerful. And then when you are there, it, it starts to feel easy. And that's so cool, right? Before that, it, it's it, like, oh, this is like working out. And it so does. Hard. It makes life so much easier because you know that one, you trust yourself. So when your instinct says yes or no, that's it. And you know that yes or no is a yes or a no. And the outcome from that yes or no will be for your benefit. And, you know, it won't be a detriment to anyone else from you saying no. It won't be a detriment to anyone, including yourself, for you to say yes. So just knowing that is that, you know, going through life, trusting yourself, trusting your instincts, knowing that you will do what is right by you um, gives you such a power and allows for so much more ease in your life because you don't have to overthink things all the time. You can just make a decision, be okay with it, and then move on. So, so helpful. And I mean, it sounds like a dream if you're really not there, but it's possible. Like, like call Sharita, call me. It's really, yes. we're doing similar work with different wording and, and we, everybody is needed for that. I mean, it's so, so important. And then the world will be a better place because we take care of ourselves. That's like. It, it is, it absolutely is. And I think people need to stop looking at um, prioritizing yourself as selfishness. It is not selfishness. It is our gift to the world to center ourselves because from being, from that beingness, 
we give the greatest part of ourselves to the world, whether we recognize it or not. Because when I can show up in my life as my most authentic and joyous self, that is a gift to this world. It's so true. And, and realizing that and re this and really knowing it yourself, then it's like, oh, wow, I can, I can be what you asked me. Like, do you, are you in contact with you every day or only for five minutes? Sometimes she can come out. No, all day long, I'm playing with me. And sometimes it's loud and sometimes it's quiet. And sometimes I'm hiding in bed and sometimes I'm at the concert. Like you can do whatever you want. That's so cool. Thank yes. you so much for all this inspiration. I'm really like, I filled my tank while talking to you. When, when you have awesome. like the last I'm message, so happy for that. The message, you know, the, the mic and the whole world is listening. What's your message to the whole world? You kind of said it already, but like, once again, we can't hear it enough. Yes. Um, if you're ever wondering who your intrinsic centric self is, ask yourself, If there was a universe in which you existed and you did whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted, what would your life look like? And how would you feel? That's your intrinsic, that's your intrinsic self. That is your authentic self. So go find her. I have goosebumps. <laughs> oh, so good. And where do people find you? Of course, we put all your information into the show notes, but it's good to say it anyway. Yes. So you can find me on, um, of course you can find me on LinkedIn if you're a professional, um, like that, but you can find me on Instagram under Sharita Marshall and her divine alchemy. You can also find me on TikTok under her divine alchemy. You can go to my website, um, her divine alchemy.com. And then I will also, I will have link trees on my social media that will lead you to, um, a page for my offering. And then you can go ahead and book a discovery call. You have some questions you need to answer first, because I need to make sure you're ready to work with me. And then um, when we have our call, we'll have another deep dive just to make sure that um, we are a good match and it will be mutually beneficial. One, for me to help you get to your goal of um, getting to your centric self, your anchor, if you will, and then making sure that I'm the person that you will allow to get you there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here and showing up it's super early at, in, in your world and it's evening over here I just love that we can connect in this form thank you absolutely so I love Raya I love talking to you every time we talk so but this is absolute joy to talk to you so thank you for thinking enough of me to want to have this conversation I so appreciate it thank you have a great day and I will start into my evening now all right you too and you take care of your daughter you tell her It is fine. Now that you know who to talk to. And then sometimes when you're ready to talk to people, ask yourself, is this a good decision? And if you automatically say no, then. We are working on that. She has great <laughs> instincts. That's perfect. Thank yeah, you. Bye. 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 Sharita is amazing. And I know I say that about every one of my guests. And I just mean it. It's true. I'm so blessed. And you are blessed that you are able to listen to Sharita's wisdom and insights and how she creates joy. And I just love how unique and special we all are. You are special. You are unique. And just believing more and more in your own power. That's where the magic is. That's where the joy lays. And you deserve a life full of joy where you let go of what's not serving you and create the days full of joy every day in your life in the way you experience joy or what brings you joy. So if you want my support in that, just check out joyismycompass.com and then Joy Academy and you will see if we are a good fit for the Joy Academy for working for a whole year. And you know where you find Charita and uh, you get to choose who, who you want in your corner. Maybe you need several people like that. Maybe you need another coach, but please know that getting help and support is not a weakness. 
It's a power. And I always have a coach in my corner, always. I book a coach for a shorter or a longer period. The longest was for one year. And it's just, it's just a luxurious thing to have, right? And, and an investment, but it speeds up the progress you want to make and feeling supported by somebody who is just a pro in listening and supporting is so good. Of course, we have also friends, I hope so, but it's another feeling to have this professional person in your corner who sees the bigger picture and helps you to go into the future in big steps. And if that's me, reach out to me. I'm super honored and I'm super proud that I got to talk to Sharita and you got to know her and can choose her if you feel like oh, that's her. You know it, right? You know it who's right for you. And that's the magic and the beauty, but just you deserve someone which you, who, who is supporting you in your growth and progress. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and talk to you next time. Bye.